I would usually say the Gulls are at least doing better, but they're doing worse right now. They're on a long losing streak, and I don't know if it can be stopped right now. We'll talk about that on this edition of Gulls Thursday on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Live from New York, it is Gulls Thursday. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. Been covering hockey for over a decade. Currently contributing part-time to Defend the Nest, which is covering the San Diego Gulls right now. And maybe more soon. We'll see. Anyway. Okay. This is a bad losing streak. But before we get to that, I want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Bet online bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online is where the game starts all right i'm going to try to keep this a shorter episode one because i'm still kind of on a little mini vacation i'm actually heading home in less than 24 hours so there will be a friday show but it'll come either in the afternoon or very late just want to get that out there right now Am I going to watch this Ducks game live on Thursday? No way. No. The Ducks have been bad. The goals have been worse. The San Diego goals right now are riding a nine-game losing streak. Let me repeat that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Could be ten soon. We'll get to future games later on in this podcast. But the last week of games... They've just not gone well, mainly because of what's been happening up in Anaheim. That's really what's going on. Anaheim has been losing players left and right, so the goals have been losing players. The goals did gain one player. For for whatever that's worth, they did gain a Pavel Regenda. That's about it. Has it done any good for the goals? Honestly, eh, not so much. No, Regenda did go back down to San Diego. He wasn't back in time for the games up in Calgary at the Saddle Dome. So we'll talk about those ones first because I haven't talked about those ones yet. Um, To put it simply, they got their butts kicked. This after losing two games in Calgary, well, not in Calgary, in San Diego the week before. Remember, they had a set down at Pachanga Arena with this same team. And on those two games, they got killed. They lost 7-3 and that horrible 6-0 shutout, which you can read about on Defend the Nest. Then they went to Calgary. Not much better. The goals offense was non-existent on that game last Friday. They got shut out for the second game in a row. Um, Sound familiar, Ducks fans, getting shut out two games in a row? Two Canadian teams? Yeah, sound, sound familiar? It should. They got shut out 6-0 and 3-0. This is sounding way too familiar, isn't it, Ducks fans? Yeah, I know this is locked on goals and we're not going to talk about the Ducks, but we are going to talk about the Ducks because this is still locked on Anaheim Ducks. But let me remind you that the last two shutouts were 3-0 and 7-0 to the Sens and the Leafs. So imagine my shock, none, that they got shut out 6-0 and 3-0. Yeah, there was no shock at all. None. (sighs) 
I, I will say that Lukas Dostal stood on his head on that game. If there was expected goals in that game, it'd probably be like 4 nothing or 5 nothing. but it was only 3 nothing Calgary. Lukas Dostal kept the goals in it. I mean, yeah, there was that really bad Kolschwitz goal early on. Maybe only one goal was on Dostal, but that's it. That's the one, really. Defense was non-existent. The goals allowed 31 shots, but they were 31 high-danger shots. That's what kills me about this, is a lot of the Wrangler shots were of the around-the-crease variety, or let's get the rebound on Dostal variety, or let's see how much we can pressure him variety. That's really what it was. And Dustin Wolf being Dustin Wolf, Dustin Wolf has been one of the premier goaltenders in Calgary's system. He's been a kind of a premier goaltender the last two, three years. He's in his prime right now, so he's playing re- really well. And then we got to Saturday's game. Not much better. It really wasn't much better. Starting that game was Ole Eriksson Ek. Oh boy. Um, Ole did not have a good game. He got off to a horrific start. And the goals tried to come back. They tried. They got to within 3-1 to one and 4-2, to two, but that was it. Calgary just got off three quick goals. Bang, 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 just like that. Including a couple of power play markers. So, yeah, San Diego starting to look like their parent club, the Anaheim Ducks, in allowing power play goals and not defending and getting outshot by a ton in that game, Saturday's game, 31 to 18, by the way. 31 to 18. The goals only managed 18 shots on that that one. And they didn't even have Dustin Wolf. They had Oscar Dansk to try to get goals passed. I mean, backup versus backup, you would think, okay, maybe San Diego has a semblance of a chance. Maybe not so much. And this is concerning for the goals right now. It's concerning because they're starting to they're, they're starting to take on a lot of the same habits that the Ducks are. The habits such as having no one around the net when they're on a power play, um, when they're on a penalty kill, having no one, you know, kind of push out that player that's blocking either Dostal or in this case, Ole Eriksson. Like there was no one, no goals that were trying to block out someone that was impeding Ole Eriksson X view on that power play. And one of those power play goals, Eriksson Ek had no chance. I mean, there was a Wranglers player right in front of him. He couldn't see the puck moving. And that was a perfect play. Brilliant. The goals need to go back to basics a little bit. Roy Summer, he has got his hands full. And he's got his hands full for other reasons as in the roster. But we'll talk about that on the second portion of this podcast and a little bit on the last portion. And like I said, we're going to keep this one short. So we're going to head to the first intermission. But first, let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, including the NBA, NFL, and of course, the NHL. Yeah, who's going to win the Stanley Cup? Who's going to win the Jack Adams Trophy? Who's going to win the Hart Trophy? All those odds are up there right now. 
on Bet Online. So either head there using either your mobile device or your laptop. Bet Online is where the game starts, and Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, Locked On Goals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Okay, let's talk about that last game that took place just last night. I'll admit I was asleep because I'm in East Coast time. Actually, no, I'm I'm lying. I actually wasn't asleep. I was falling asleep watching the Canucks and Flames, and then that got interesting. So I'm like, well, I guess I'll stay up and watch the shootout. And then I just knocked out after that. So I'll admit that I didn't really watch this Skulls game live because, A, I was out and about, a little bit of vacation, and two, I was tired. (laughs) But I will say watching this morning, seeing how it went down, I'm surprised that the goals were within one. (laughs) They They could have easily won this game. And didn't, if not for, stop me if you've heard this before, Ducks fans, if not for getting outshot by a factor of 2-1 to one and allowing 40-plus shots. This sound familiar, Ducks fans? Yeah, it, it really should. Especially at the beginning when they were outshot 22-10. to 22-10. Ugh. But hey, look who's doing well for the goals once again. Rocco Grimaldi. Rocco Grimaldi was on an absolute tear on this one. What is concerning was that we had to have a goalie change early on in this game. We did see Daniel Manella to start this game. Now, a little bit about Manella, and this is thanks to Sarah Avampato, friend of the podcast. Sarah Avampato covers the Chicago Wolves, and she wrote about Manella and actually. Uh, talk to Manila after after a game last season. So I'm actually going to look at what Sarah said about Manila last season. And this was when he was part of the Chicago Wolves. So first, I should point out that the Wolves were a juggernaut last season. There was a great defense in front of Manila. Their offense was strong. I mean, heck, they were the Calder Cup champions. Of course, they were really strong. So imagine having a strong defense in front of you and getting a win, by the way. And, you know, Manella went from the ECHL to the AHL because, remember, the Wolves had their own goalie carousel last season. I mean, you had to bring in Peter Kochekov. Yes, that's Peter Kochekov. The same guy that played against the Anaheim Ducks earlier this season. The same Pyotr Kuchekov, whose nickname, I'm just going to say, it, whose nickname is Kuchi, who's kind of become a legendary player in his own right out in Carolina. So Manila had like a long weekend. And Sarah actually said after the game, Manila described his whirlwind of a weekend. Quote, I was pretty surprised when I got the call Friday night, but I just wanted to make the most of it. The game is the same no matter what level you're at. You just try and do what you can do and focus on what you can control. And at the end of the day, the results will take care of themselves. End quote. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine focusing on what you can control. 
He cannot control the defense in front of him. He really cannot. <sighs> and that's exactly what happened. This was a Wolves team that had Andrew Podorowski. Remember him, Goals fans? Yeah, Potts was on that Wolves team. Now he's elsewhere. But Manella saying, saying that he has to control what he can control is great. But when the defense just doesn't do jack, then it's going to cost you. And that's exactly what happened. There was a bunch of shots against Manella early on, including some a, a juicy rebound, by the way. Linus Carlson had a great, great shot from kind of the outside. Juicy rebound. That one went over to um, Archie Baines for the put-away goal. This was shortly after Rocco Grimaldi had scored, after Lane Peterson had scored. So already... It's 2-1 to one, just three minutes in. And then, again, on terrible defense, Lane Peterson got a goal, his second one. And that already made it 3-1, to one, just four and a half minutes in. And Roy Summer decides, no, nope, he's not having it. So Manila gets pulled after allowing three goals on seven shots. Seven shots early in this game. There was no defense, and there were high-danger chances, too. That was not Manila's fault. So in comes Garrett Metcalf, who sees 38 shots and saves 36 of them. Metcalf was supposed to be the backup goalie. Metcalf had played recently for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and Rachel Donner uh, got to see a little bit of Garrett Metcalf last season when he was with Lehigh Valley, and said, yeah, he's he's a guy. You know, he's an ECHL goalie. That's what he is. He did well. I thought he probably played a much better game than I anticipated. He looked solid despite all the stupid shots that the goals allowed on this game. They were just completely stupid. What I did like seeing was David Cotton getting off the schneid, scoring a power play goal. What I did not like was Lane Peterson getting a hat trick in the first period. Yeah, Lane Peterson scored his third goal of the game on a power play. Again, the goals allowing power play goals and the Ducks allowing power play goals. Shake hands emoji. Lane Peterson got a hat trick in 11 and a half minutes. Remember when Nick Delorier got a hat trick in about 12 and a half minutes for the Ducks? Lane Peterson beat that, and it was not close. After that, I mean, Evan Winger, who I liked in last week's game against Calgary, I think that Evan Winger is a guy that plays hard, looks for open opportunities, and can drive play. He drives play very well. He finally got rewarded with his first goal of the season, and at the time... That made that 4-3, to three, and I thought, oh, goals could come back. They have a chance. Nope, Danila Klimovic scored, making it 5-3. The goals did come within one very late, and this was a 6-on-4 chance. The goalies pulled, less than a minute left. Justin Kirkland scored on the power play. So, awesome. Made it 5-4. to four. After that, nothing. Oh, except for a little bit of rough stuff, a little bit of fisticuffs, you know, towards the end. 
Justin Kirkland got in there, that pest. John Stevens, he got in there. Even Pavel Regenda, he got in there too. I thought Pavel played... Okay. (sighs) Ducks fans, I'm going to level with you here. On this one, I'm going to try to keep this as honest as possible. Pavel Regenda didn't have that good of a game last night. He didn't. I don't know if it's a lack of, like, there was just something missing in his game. Something was missing in his game with the goals that we saw with the Ducks. And I really cannot put my finger on it. But there is something to be said if a player doesn't get noticed during a game. And he just wasn't, sad to say. All right, we'll talk a little bit more about the goals after the second intermission. But first, this PSA from the NHTSA. It can happen so easily. You're out with your friends or coworkers. You're putting back a few drinks. A few becomes too many. It's time to go. And for a moment, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you're a good driver. You live nearby. You can make it home okay. What are the odds that you get pulled over? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? You lose your license? You lose your job? You total your car? Maybe you kill someone. It only takes one minute. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. So play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. Drive sober or get pulled over. Welcome back to Locked On Gulls, which is under the umbrella of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, which is under the umbrella of Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, look what I can do. Ooh, change color. Can you see that? You know, ooh, I like that. Let's let's do that. Let's have a little bit of fun with the colors, because why not? Okay. <laughs> On video, it's going to look really weird, but eh, whatever. I got to have some kind of fun here, I guess. Yeah. Oh, boy. I started talking a little bit about Pavel Regenda not having that good a game. And if he's going to make his way back to Anaheim, he's got to change his game a little bit. Maybe maybe there was something there. Maybe there was a reason that he got sent back down. And maybe, maybe we saw it. Maybe we saw exactly why. I'm just saying. You know who was noticeable was... Nicholas Bruyard. Bruyard had a good game. He had a, you ready for this? A four assist game. He assisted on all four goals. Goals. And he looked he looked spectacular throughout this game. He he was really the one that was making great passes, by the way. That was not looking for the home run pass. He was looking for the most effective pass. An aspect of his game that I've always liked, by the way. So, Bruyard really showing me something there. And I know I saw this chart from uh, the Calder Farmstead. Who does a great job, by the way. And there are those AHL charts. Nicholas Bruyard is the only defenseman that is actually... Kind of not in the bottom left of those charts. He's been good. He's been solid. Why not bring him up to Anaheim? He looks good. 
you know who else has looked good is Rocco Grimaldi, but that goes without saying. Rocco Grimaldi, again, is a guy that I think is too good for the AHL and I think still good enough to be in the NHL, to be honest. But if I'm the Ducks, give those guys some regular time. Give Virginia some regular time. Give Perot some regular time. Give Bruyard regular time. Like Give those guys regular time. Although they've lost nine in a row, still give them some time. You know who's not getting time is everyone who's out right now. So now we're at the portion of the podcast where I talk about all the injuries. Josh Lapina's hurt. Brent Gates is hurt. Chase DeLeo's still hurt. Glenn Gaudin is hurt. Axel Anderson is hurt. Josh Healy's hurt. Joel Levy's hurt. And now Braden Tracy, who's sick. Braden Tracy got sick, so he couldn't play. Man, the goals could have used Braden Tracy in last night's game. He really could have. So Joel Levy, who ha- who was playing before, he's injured again. Tracy's sick. We got a couple of ECHL goalies playing for San Diego. And the reason for that is because of what happened on the last Ducks game. I mentioned this yesterday, but Gibby's hurt. We don't know when he's coming back. So, yeah, it was weird seeing Lukas Dostal and Ole Eriksson Ek as your goalies for the Anaheim Ducks. For the Ducks. Let me repeat that. Dostal and Erickson Ek were your goalies for the Ducks. Those are normally the two goalies in San Diego. So now you got to bring up your ECHL goalies. What is, what is the ECHL doing? Well, they're just using anybody they can at this point. <laughs> Poor Tulsa. They're having to ride with a couple of guys that have no experience. We'll see how it plays out in the next few days. I know the Ducks do have a game tonight at Montreal. It's likely going to be Dostal and Eriksson Ek again. I should point out that Lukas Dostal has played in the last two consecutive Ducks games. He might have to start that game at Montreal. So playing three games in a row. And even Lukas Dostal is getting overused in the NHL. Isn't that great? <sighs> or maybe the Ducks should just continue tanking and say, Nah, you know what? Let's start Eriksson Ek. Give him his first NHL shot and see what happens. The Ducks have lost three in a row. What's the worst that could happen? The Gulls have lost nine in a row. What's the worst that could happen? (laughs) It gets worse, folks. Because the schedule coming up, they've got a game against Coachella Valley. That's Friday. They've got a game against Tucson. That's on Saturday. And then they have a weird schedule Thursday, Friday. So I'm probably not going to have goals Thursday on Thursday because the goals have a game that day so I think what I'm going to do is switch around a couple of the days next week I'm not sure how I'm going to work that out yet but next week will be actually next week will definitely be some different just stuff altogether because it's a the week before Christmas b I have family coming in a town and also Sarah and I have our annual tradition that we have so we'll be doing that again this year So just wanted to give you that heads up. All right, that's going to do it for Locked on Goals. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Citrus, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And once again... Thank you all for your continued support. It is so greatly appreciated. I'm going to go enjoy the city. Next time you see me, I'll be back home. 
hopefully safe. Oh, oh, poor goals, poor ducks, but really poor goals. For Locked On Goals, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks and goals fly together. (laughs) 